0: 95.3 WBCK now presents Coach's Corner. For over six decades, this has been your number one source for all local sports information. Coach's Corner is proudly presented by Lakeview Ford. Lakeview Ford, where community matters. Now, here's your host, Mike Miller. All right, and good morning and welcome to a special edition of Coach's Corner. Today, we get a chance to spend some time talking about Springfield High School, a school that's been closed since 1990. It started in 1957. I'm your host, Michael Miller, class of 1983. I am really looking forward to this. We'll get a chance to put some focus on some of the more memorable teams, players, and coaches throughout its short, brief history. I'd like to remind you, Coaches' Corners is sponsored by Lakeview-Ford Lincoln, where community matters. That t- tagline actually applies today as we uh, spend time with former players and coaches uh, reminiscing about the times and successes at Springfield. Joining me today in studio will be uh, two former coaches, Jim Cummins and Don Hudson, as well as Kurt Plone, a member of the 1972 Class C State Championship football team. We also have a couple of special guests calling in. I'm excited to get this opportunity to hear their recollections and memories. So let's get started. We'll we'll uh, begin with a quick introduction here. We're in studio today. I've got coach Jim Cummins. Good morning, coach. Good morning. Um, Coach Don Hudson. Good morning, Don. Hey,
1: thanks for having me.
0: You bet. And Kurt Plone. Good morning, Kurt.
1: Good morning, Michael. Thanks for doing this. Yeah. Whew.
0: So we don't really have a, a tight format on uh, what we're going to do. So we're going to go down memory lane. We're going to cover sports, uh, all of them, uh, girls' uh, sports included as well. Um, but this uh, last week, we also participated in a celebration of a 50 years ago uh, state championship football team. Um, and we had an opportunity to bring back the football coach of that team uh, last weekend and spend time with us. And he is currently on the line right now. Coach Fisher, are you with us this morning?
2: Yes, I am. Thank you.
0: Hey, good morning, Coach Fisher. Um, Let's see here's where we'll uh we'll kind of start we just brought up the fact that we uh celebrated the 50 year anniversary of that championship class c state football team um you got a chance to come back last weekend for roughly uh four days or so uh why don't we start off real quick with you sir and just maybe share some of uh your takeaways of being able to get back here and spend time with uh, not only the former players a few other coaches but just the
2: community in general it was it was great i uh probably never forget the the camaraderie that we had with the coaches and players back then but also to see the players again and the coaches and talk about the, that season and some other seasons cuz there was other players there from other years and uh, just had a great time talking about uh things that happened and didn't happen and, and why
0: um, one of the events, this last Saturday, we uh, we did an afternoon celebration at Brady's Pub, and that's where we had a nice turnout. But we started the morning with a tour of the Springfield High School uh, building, and it, it meant a lot to me to be able to walk around with you and Kurt. Uh, Stan Jones uh, helped uh, facilitate, get the uh, permissions necessary for us, Steve Krakulici, Bob Sellers. Uh, Skip McGee, I believe, was also in there with us. Real quick, what was your take on uh, being able to walk through the, the school again after all these years?
2: It brought back a lot of memories, and uh, especially got went into the locker room and the coach's office, and uh, we we looked in the training room and there was a piece of board up there where we used to put guys that broke the sled springs. And the board was still there, but the spring was gone. But Earl Holcomb, Jay Vico, he used to be a shop teacher. And he put that up there and had the guys' names. I think about two or three guys. I remember Ron Warner was on there. I don't remember who the other couple guys were. Okay.
0: But... Well... Coach, uh, that magical 72 season for you uh, and the Rams, you guys run the table, go 9-0, and 0, um, and a solid uh, victory over our longtime annual nemesis, Galesburg, that year. I believe it was 39-20, to 20, so you guys get a nice 19-point win there in Week 7. Uh, you alluded to the uh, locker room uh, when we did our tour, and that just made me think of this. The final game of that uh 72 season was a home game against union city. Um, and I remember when we did the tour that, uh, we, we kind of talked about what happened there. I'll let you kind of explain it. Kurt's in the, uh, the building as well. So I'd like to get his take, uh, once you get done kind of sharing, uh, what happened there as you guys prepared to face that ninth and final uh, opponent in 72.
2: Well, we prepared for it just like any other game. And, uh, it's really weird that the coach of Union City was a guy that I coached against, at Bridgman and Fulton Middleton. And, uh, I won, I think I was at Bridgman. He ran, really ran the score up on me. And, uh, we didn't run the score up. We, we just played, uh, just good football, but, uh, we had about two, 300 yards rushing and 200 yards passing. And, uh, I believe the, about the, Last seven, eight minutes of the game, I, I took the first team out and, uh, had the, um, second team or the guys that hadn't started and they scored about, they scored three touchdowns. <laughs> uh, Terry angle picked up a, a fumble and ran 69 yards for a touchdown. And so it wasn't that we didn't, we didn't pile the score on. It's just that they made mistakes. We blocked punts and, uh, but we didn't uh, prepare for them any difference than we did any other team uh, during the week. Jump in
1: there, Kurt. You know, Coach, I'll never forget that night because it was the first time after we went out and warmed up. We came back into the locker room for a quick, uh, uh, a quick prayer um, and uh, get preparation to go out for the game. And we walked into the locker room and all of our dads were in the front of the locker room by the chalkboard. That had never happened before, and I know it was a tradition you'd started and started doing after that. But having our dads in that locker room for that moment of silence and that quick team prayer <clears throat> was a very emotional thing that I know none of us will ever forget, uh, especially now that we're older and most of our dads have passed. And we can remember that night walking into that locker room and you surprising us with our fathers, all, all the guys all the guys on that team I had their dads in that locker room. We went out there with a little special fire in our gut right after that.
0: Uh, coach, real quick, also didn't, uh, didn't the fathers accompany the players back out to the field there just before the, uh, the game actually started uh, then so they got to yeah, walk back in? Yeah, they walked.
2: There. Yeah, they walked out together till we hit the field. But I used to do that every other year so that every, every year, uh, Either a senior or junior had the opportunity to do that. I didn't do it every year; they just did every other year.
1: Awesome. I think some of the dads were ready to play by the time we got back out onto that field. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I called was... every
2: dad. Yeah, I called every dad, and there was some players that dad couldn't come, or so I made sure one of the coaches or a teacher that they liked walked them out.
0: Uh, Well, Coach, uh, you heard, I'm hoping, while you were on cue as we were opening up the show, we've got Jim Cummins and Don Hudson here. And, of course, you're no stranger to Jim Cummins. Um, I was pleasantly surprised to learn a lot of historical Springfield information here in the last two weeks. Had no idea that uh, Coach Cummins was at uh, Fulton Middleton and you were there. And uh, he gets an opportunity to come to Springfield and then taps your shoulder and says, hey, there's a football position open to coach. You might want to interview or or contact him. And you two do. And you start, I believe, in the year of 1970 uh, coaching at Springfield. And uh, what a great start. 1969.
2: 1969. Thank you.
0: Uh, Coach Chapman, we'll talk about him a little bit more, but we had a a couple of great coaches already in place when you guys get there, but what a nice run of uh, early Springfield sports success in the late 60s and early 70s. Coach, hang on for us real quick. We're going to get our first break out of the way. Uh, You're listening to Coach's Corner here on WBCK 95.3 FM. (laughs) there uh coach come and says hey you might want to check into springfield and you get the job there were a lot of quality coaches already there within the school system you had a great supporting cast that that jumped right in behind you and offered their full support one of them in particular Wayne Chapman um, who was there with Dick Stevens the coach prior to you arriving and they'd already had some late 60s uh, startup success and then you were able to carry the ball uh, forward uh, and unfortunately Coach Chapman just passed away here uh, last month and uh, we'll touch on that here in a little bit but just share real quick maybe take a, a quick 35-40 seconds if you can and just uh, uh, you know it was you and Coach Chapman, for the most part, running these uh, successful teams in the early seventies.
3: Yeah, he
2: he did everything except he did the quarterbacks, running backs, receivers, and defensive backs, and he coached them. And then I just did the offense, defense, line, linebackers. And he did a tremendous job. I mean, I never had to stop practice and say, "Hey, do this or do that." Just every Monday morning. We sat down and decided what, what we needed to work on. And, uh, you know, the evidence is that he was there for Dick Stevens for four or five years, me six, and he also was there for Mike Newton for three years. And I figured out his record for those years was 86 and 24 and three KVA championships in, in one state. And he had a number of, of uh, all-state running backs, Mike Newton, um Mark Speck, Bob Sellers, and uh, John Bowers as uh, you know ends, and know, and, uh, he, he just he was the backbone of that part of the game yeah. because the uh, only time I ever got to coach those guys is when we went together as teams. <laughs>
1: coach or Kirk, go ahead, jump in. Well, I just want real quick <clears throat> mentioning getting the block next to Kevin Lindauer, arguably the. One of the best athletes to ever come out of Springfield High School, not only as a football player, All-State football player, two-time state champ wrestler, um, Sports Illustrated faces in the crowd. There was no easier job on the football field than blocking next to Kevin Lindauer. I can tell you that. He made he yeah, made my job very gotta, easy.
2: Yeah, you guys used the double team and cross block and base block. You know, when we needed that third and one or fourth and one, we went right over.
0: Left tackle between you two guys every time. Hey, hey Coach, uh, another point I wanted to touch on, and then we we will we'll, – we've got another break coming up here shortly, but uh, we'll move on to some other things. But uh, as you were leaving, uh, uh, what is it, Fuller, Full, Fullerton-Milton? Um, yeah. Fullerton-Milton. Uh, this was the group you had, what, 13 players your your, your last season there in 68? What <laughs> What'd you guys call it, the Dirty Dozen plus one?
2: Yeah, and Jim Cummins and I were, were the coaches and uh, we had ineligibilities and kids quit. So we ended up the last two games with uh, 12 <laughs> players plus one 13. The newspaper called us a 30 dozen plus one. We we won one game and I blew the second game. We would have won both of them, but you don't call a bootleg in the end zone and get tackled for safety and lose the ball game.
0: Well, good to know you're. Right, yeah. Good to know you're yeah, a right, mere yeah. mortal, uh,
2: <laughs> and, and you even made an occasional mistake
0: or two. Hey, we're going to take yeah, another. Right, quick, yeah. We're going to take another quick break. I'll let you talk to Jim when we come back here, because um, I want to get in some dialogue and feedback. But hold on for us again. We have still got a couple more callers on the tennis front and girls' sports. So a lot to get done here in the next uh, thirty minutes as well. You're listening to Coach's Corner here on WBCK. Coach's Corner, three WBCK. Proudly brought to you by Lakeview Ford, where community matters. Here's Coach's Corner. All right, welcome back to Coach's Corner, a very special Springfield-focused edition here. Uh, The first part of the show has been... Uh, former uh, coach Al Fisher calling in from Texas. It's been great to hear from him. Thank you for doing that. I also want to get a little bit more information from uh, two of the coaches that are sitting here in the studio with me. As I mentioned, we have Jim Cummins and Don Hudson. I'm assuming all the Springfield people uh, that are familiar with Ram Nation uh, don't need much of a bio, um, biographical introduction on these guys. But just so you know, Coach Don Hudson was actually a Springfield uh, graduate along with his brother Dave. Don was in the class of 67. Dave was in the class of 65. Uh, Don played uh, basketball no, yeah, basketball and ended up going to wrestling, played football, went to Western Michigan, got teaching degree, came back to Springfield in 71 to do student teaching. And the dude just, he stayed there until we closed the doors in 1990. Um, it's a great parallel here with uh, Dave Hudson being in the mix, being a brother uh, at Springfield, but a brother from another mother would have to be Jim Cummins, your longtime running mate on the uh, tennis side of coaching at Springfield. So at this point, I'd like to kind of move a little bit to the to the tennis side because you guys have such a long, historic, and successful uh, run in the tennis arena. Which one of you guys would like to start uh, with tennis, sir? Go ahead, Go
4: ahead. Well, all I can say is that I was very fortunate For a couple of reasons. Number one, I was lucky enough to be around Darweiler and Wayne Chapman were two special teachers and coaches that I was just very lucky and very thankful I had. But then also I was very thankful for, I had a lot of great players that really worked hard every day and they won despite of their coach. That's Mm -hmm. all I can say (laughs) is with my knowledge, I wish I had the knowledge back then that I have today, they would have been much, much better. But they, they, they did some incredible things, and I was just fortunate to go along for the ride.
0: Well, and it, I want to hear from Don as well, and I didn't realize nearly as much in the history of things that you played tennis as a player, so your exposure uh, to the game was in school, but then you also got into the coaching rank, and we asked Coach Cummins, or at least I did on the drive over today, how it was that he got into the uh,
4: tennis side of coaching and was offered, hey, can you help, was it Coach Ryer? Coach Ryer, yeah, he was, he and I were math teachers. When I came to Springfield, I'd coach varsity baseball, and I wasn't going to do that. I was primarily going to coach basketball and football. And then it ended up that John Ryer was elected MEA president, and they needed a coach. He was the only one they had, and they, they hired me as a babysitter, actually. (laughs) And it was the honest, goodness, truth. They went, they couldn't get anybody else. And they said, we just need somebody for liabilities, just so that nobody gets hurt. And that's how I got involved in the game. (laughs) Coach Hudson, add add on to that, please.
5: Well, I've I've just been really lucky to always be around great coaches. You know, uh, uh, Jim took me in, and uh, he taught me an awful lot about the game, still teaching me a lot about the game. And so uh, I've just been lucky to be around good people. Jerry Peterson was my uh, Mm. student teacher mentor, and he did a lot for me with wrestling, so... It's, it's just been a good association with good people.
0: Yeah. And even afterwards, you guys finish up. They close the doors officially for Springfield in 1990. It becomes part of Battle Creek Central. So you two both transition as well into that s- school system. But you also get involved. It, it was at least girls' tennis? Or did you guys have bo- boys as well at Battle Creek Central?
5: Mainly girls' tennis. Okay. Uh, uh, I think we, Jim and I also coached a little bit at Harper Creek, Harper Creek. together, and we did both boys and girls. So I, I've just been smart enough to always get good people. So That's uh-huh. half the battle.
4: Well, there's one thing that we reversed roles. After Springfield, Don became the head coach, and then I was his assistant. And so which we just had a great time oh, down through the years. Oh, my goodness. I, I can't even think of how many moments we've had. We still play tennis regularly together. Uh, with a couple of former students of ours, but just a great time. We just had a great, great, great life.
0: What a, what a great connection sports can be, uh, and tennis is one of those that you can carry on well into your adult life after you're playing, quote, uh, high school, college days are done. That's one of those things that... Uh, uh, you know, as long as you got a, an opponent or a, a tennis racket and a ball, and you happen to be uh, one of those that has a tennis court in your backyard. Uh, we got some stories we want to get to, just uh, not so much about the, the tennis court in your backyard, but just some of the things back in the uh, day. Before we get to that, though, we've hit another uh, spot where we need to go pay some bills. We'll take a break. You're listening to Coach's Corner here on WBCK. Coach's Corner on WBCK brought to you by lakeview ford word community now back to the show all right welcome back to coach's corner i love hearing that fight song in the background that means we are talking springfield high school jim cummins don hudson in the studio with me kurt plone as well we've got Coach Al Fisher parked uh, on hold. He can still hear us. We've got a caller we'd like to bring in as well. Uh, Like I said, Coach Cummins and Hudson paired up for many years now, 30-plus in the tennis area. We'd like to welcome a former Ram, uh, I want to say 1975, Doug Winger. Doug, are you on the line, sir?
6: Yes, I am. Good morning. Good
4: morning. No, it should be cool hand Luke. (laughs)
6: <laughs> and thanks for the 1995 that makes me feel pretty young you're welcome go ahead
4: no i well, i just the cool hand luke i can remember his senior year and doug will remember this we were playing harper creek the last match of the year and doug was undefeated and he lost the first set and was down five love in the second set and came back and won the match and that just just one of the toughest competitors I've ever had the opportunity to coach. Um, just to and a great person. Also nice Doug.
6: Well, coach, uh, coach Cummins and coach Hudson were a huge part of, uh, of my life and the life of a lot of other young men, uh, at that time, uh, they were ahead of their time in many respects. And as John McEnroe says, the older I get, the better I once was, <laughs> um, so you know, thinking back to those days, I remember some of the things that they did that were quite innovative for a small uh, high school. Uh, we we practiced indoor indoors in the junior high gym, which was actually a pretty nice indoor tennis court, except for the uh, the wood floor. Uh, so they fashioned up a, a tarp, uh, probably got it out of one of their basements, brought it over, and we would play. The ball would hit the tarp. And would slow it up enough that it actually simulated a tennis court. Uh, they also had us volleying, practicing our volleys over a cafeteria tables turned on the side. So by the time the snow finally melted, which some years was May 1st, uh, we were actually, we'd hit a lot of tennis balls. And I think that was kind of gave us an edge. Um, I remember our, we had a, st- a season that was probably one that, it was one that I'll never forget uh, 21 and all our senior year. And we had, uh, I think eight or nine seniors on that team. And we had a freshman named Bob Blazkovic, who turned out to be a tennis pro. I mean, he ended up playing on the pro tennis tour. That's how good he was. He was a freshman. We were all seniors. Uh, many of us were seniors. And I remember our first practice that year, we had high expectations and coach had set up, uh, the, the practice court in the junior high gym and he set these uh, tennis ball cans up at the other end of the, the court and said, I want you all to start serving. Of course, you know, some of us had just g- finished our calisthenics and warming up. Bob Blaiskevich stand th- stands there, takes one tennis ball, and I'm not sure how many of you ever saw him play, but this, he was ahead of his time as far as hitting 100 miles an hour. He served the very first ball of the very first practice, the very first shot of our high school season, our <laughs> senior year hit the can on the fly, bent the can in two. The can flew probably halfway up the wall of the junior high gym, and we all just kind of stood there and said, I think we're going to have a pretty good team. Awesome. (laughs) It was incredible, and, you know, Coach uh, Hudson and Coach Cummins would would work with us in that gym by the hour. And they also uh, did things that were innovative back then, They ran a summer tennis uh, uh, league for juniors, uh, for high school players during the summer. Um, That, 20 years later, became junior team tennis as a national product for the U.S. Tennis Association. Uh, They ran tournaments that had consolation brackets, which was almost unheard of back then. And, you know, now that's kind of standard. And so, you know, I think back to the things that they did, and, and, and Coach is very humble saying, you know, they would we would have been a lot better had he known more. Well, he opened a lot of doors that for a school like Springfield with a small population and really not a lot of facilities, and most of us didn't have the resources to do, you know, tennis lessons or clinics or indoor tennis. that didn't even exist in Battle Creek hardly back then. They really opened doors for all of us to pursue our dreams, and we worked hard, and uh, we ended up uh, going from, I think, uh, probably winless, probably a few years before they took over to uh, one of the top public schools in the state of Michigan, finishing in the top three or four year after year for a number of years.
4: Awesome. Coach Cummins? You know, i just say there's a lot of things that happen in your life that really change. And one of them was we were lucky enough one time we were playing the KVA turn on our first year over in Kalamazoo and it got rained out. And it's probably the greatest thing that happened because Doug, I didn't know anything. And Doug says, Hey, coach, let's go watch the Mac conference. They're playing at Western. And I said, What's that? And they told me that the league. And anyway, make a long story short, I lucky enough, I sat next to a a coach from Ball State. And everybody told me not to practice in the gym because the floor was too slippery. And so I went over to this gym and he had won number of Mac. And I said, What's the success? And he says, We practice in our old field house. And I said, doesn't it have it a wood floor? He says, yeah, it does have a wood floor. And I says, I thought you weren't supposed to hit. He says, sir, I'm not going to tell you what you can do or not do, but I tell you what, we practice on that wood floor. The ball's so fast that when we go outdoors, it slows down. So that's one of the reasons why we start hitting in the gym. As I said, there's so many reasons. So many, I was so lucky that there's so many different roadblocks of hitting myself. Having it rain that day, going indoors, talking to a coach, I—they called me a sponge. Hmm. I listen and I just take little advice here and there and put it together, and pretty soon we move on. And that's why we start hitting on the gym floor. Everybody told me not to do it, and I was too dumb not to listen, I guess.
5: <laughs> you know, probably one of the things that Jim taught me more than anything was that we always practice. We never took a day off. He said, um, he taught me, he said, well, when schools like Bronson or schools like Schoolcraft are taking a snow day off, we're hitting inside the gym. And that's where we make our growth. And that's how we got better than they were.
4: And another part of that is, too, that I always had a philosophy that, okay, Kalamazoo Hackett and a few other schools like that that had indoor players, okay, they hit thousands of tennis balls in the wintertime. We had to catch up. One way we could catch up was those schools wouldn't practice when it was bad. We practiced, so therefore we tried to catch up and hit as many balls as we could. So, yeah, I, I was lucky that the my players that we had at Springfield they listened and they they followed along. Luckily, I didn't have anybody that really was objecting to what we were doing. I guess I was a pretty good salesman, maybe.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I gotta say, probably so. Hey, we laughed about this as well, real quick. Um, the The fact that uh, we had a good 10 year plus run of uh, deep in the playoffs here at springfield uh middle 70s to the close to the middle 80s but coach cummins would you share that compliment that you got that from the detroit detroit country day parent that uh, like third year in the
4: finals yeah we were we finished third or fourth eight years in a row and i remember one time we were playing detroit country day at one doubles and this mother come up and tapped me on the shoulder and she said sir i Could I talk to you? And I said, sure. She says, I would like to know where this private school is in Battle Creek. And I looked down and said, what? She says, there's no way that you can compete with us year after year. We've been battling you in Springfield Country Day and University Liggett School. And she said, there's no way that you could compete with us year after year and not be a private school. And I said, well, you don't realize the number of our students are in reduced lunches. But I said, number one factor, like I've already said. I had great kids, just right. hardworking kids that we went there and we just worked hard. And every day I have a saying that you beat on the rock 100 times, 101, 110, 2,000 times before it cracks. But you've got to keep hitting that rock before it's going to crack. And right. so perseverance pays off.
0: There you go. That's a great story. I appreciate you sharing that as well. Doug, hang on. We're going to take another quick break. We'll put you back in queue. Also, another caller coming in on the backside of this. You're listening to Coach's Corner here on WBC. Uh oh. Lori, are you there? I am. All right. She's thanks for being patient, Lori. <laughs> These 54 minutes are going to go quick, and I've got you backed right into the corner. But welcome, and thank you for being patient and joining us today. Lori played uh, multiple sports at uh, Springfield, graduated in 1978. She also, uh, in particular, playing tennis, ended up being number one singles for Coach Cummins and uh, some other things after her tennis uh, high school career. But, Lori, I'll let you kind of jump in and share some of your
3: thoughts. Well, I'm happy to be here, and good morning to all the coaches and Kurt. I wanted to give a shout-out to the ladies, and that would be the lady coaches that I played for, um, Coach Lingenberg, which is Christy Halbert now. Um, I watched them develop a volleyball team and it, the volleyball program was non existent when I came into high school and they developed that and we've, we've just got incredible coaches at Springfield. Ha, had, I say. Um, Coach Lacey, I played track for her and she had the most incredible sense of her players. I, I was fortunate to be a player for both of those coaches. That being said, I probably have to put in here that tennis was my favorite sport, so Coach Cummins is obviously one of my favorite coaches. But I think it I was never on a state championship team, and we had lots of those, and that was great. But what I think we saw with all of our coaches at Springfield was they taught us A lot of things one of them was to win but I'm going to tell a story about how Coach Cummins taught me to lose a little bit gracefully Mm. and I was a number one singles player and I was going over to Kalamazoo Christian and I was going to go up against a player named Stacy Lightvoit and I don't know if she was ranked as a junior but she was a good player we knew I was not going to win that match but we also when we played well or we were doing things that were extra special or we were working really hard, we got these skull and crossbone stickers to put on our racket covers, and you may not think that that's a lot, but it was everything to us. Those stickers meant a lot. Well, we decided I was going to go over there and play the best I could. Well, I had a pretty good serve, and the first time I aced her, she kind of laughed, and I thought, okay. She was still beating me. The second time I aced her, she kind of looked at her coach a little bit, and I thought, yep, yeah, yep, yeah. she was still beating me. The third time I aced her, all bets were off because she narrowed, or, narrowed her eyes, and I knew I was going to get the absolute best out of her playing me because I don't think she thought she was going to have to play very hard when I came when I got on the court. So, Coach Cummins, when I got off that court, I won. I, I may have lost the match, but I won. The depth of the coaches at Springfield and what they taught us, life lessons, wow. it, it's something that I'll never forget. And I utilize that to this day. I always am going for that serve. I may not win, but I'm always going after the ace. And I want to thank them all for that. Oh, I awesome. had a great career
0: awesome thank you for sharing that that uh who i who
4: yeah coach comments well it's just one thing that we were talking and what a unique situation that laurie i'll never forget was she had a match one time a seven six six seven seven six of all the years i coached and all the matches we've been around that's the only time that's ever happened wow um it was an incredible match but she was just another one of those typical Springfield players. Give it everything you got, work hard, and whatever happens, we'll be, we'll be, be, oh, that'll be okay. Yes. We can move on and try and get a little bit better the next day.
0: We're not uh, gross point legate. We don't have a charter uh, custom bus with an on uh, onboard <laughs> chef and air conditioning. We sat in the shade, ate out of a brown paper bag, and uh, enjoyed our bologna and Velveeta cheese sandwiches, didn't we, Coach Hudson? Yes, we did. Yes, we did. Coach, I want to jump, let you get in here because we didn't get as much time on wrestling, and, and I know that you were a mainstay staple there. So uh, we'll finish strong and, and hustle up, but let's get some wrestling information in there.
5: Well, first of all, I'd like to say how happy I am to be on Coach's Corner. You know, I can remember as an, a player an athlete, always listening for my name from Coach. Um, and so so it's nice so I'd like to drop a few of their names back to you Yes. Um, the founder fathers of Springfield in coaching would have to be the Christensen brothers Don and Jim, they did everything they coached football, basketball track, baseball, you name it they did it and so uh, they were the starters probably the enders would probably be Jim Cummins and Jerry Peterson, both of those were great mentors to me so uh, like I said, I, I just have a, a few names I want to say. Uh, th- of course, there was Wayne Chapman, Dick Stevens, uh, a coach named Don Ferguson, mm. Earl Holcomb, Frank Isaacson, mm. Don Pape, uh, and John Ryer. Those were just uh, coaches that I had that meant so much to me. And just like Lori said, that's, that's the things we remember more than the victories are the coaches that, and, that taught you. Uh, Other wrestling coaches that we had, Jerry Peterson, like I said, he was the founder of wrestling. He started the program as a club and made it into a team. Uh, Every coach that followed Jerry Peterson, were uh, they were students of Jerry's. Uh, Dick Stevens carried on the program. Phil Britton was a coach. Doug Bess, Uh Ron Warner, and myself. And uh, I had some great helpers along the way. Jim Stanback was a great assistant coach from, of mine. Uh, Doug Jones helped me an awful lot. So awesome. the, the program was strong. Uh, one of the best wrestlers, that, I, of course, besides Kevin, mm-hmm. was a kid that I graduated with named Ron Scarborough. And Ron Scarborough was probably famous for having pinned Chris Taylor, who was an outstanding wrestler at... Uh, Dwajak, I believe, and then he went on to wrestle at Iowa. He was also an Olympic wrestler, and Ron pinned him, and I'll never forget that moment awesome. when we were on the mat. So um, some great times in wrestling, and uh, I, I'm fortunate to be part of it.
0: Yeah, well, actually, you you had uh, aspirations of making it a basketball career early on. And uh, wasn't it Coach Chappie that uh, was he the one that gave you that one word advice? How about wrestling? <laughs>
5: <laughs> uh, I think I made it pr- quite evident. So, uh, and. Uh, he and Dick Stevens did have something to do with me going out for wrestling. Okay. So. But it but, was a good good thing for me.
0: Well, and it ties into Coach Cummings' comment about the rain out uh, in tennis that allowed him to go, and then it opened up another door that you wouldn't have thought, and it's not that you were killing time, but look at what it opened up a door for you, Coach, to go and blossom as a coach uh, of many students after that. So thank you. Um, coach Chapman, I know, uh, he just passed away here this last month, but he, we didn't get a chance really to even talk about basketball, but he did a lot on football, which is amazing basketball in the early seventies. Uh, it was the 71 team. I believe if I got my history correct, that made it to the state semifinals. Uh, but another, that group of Springfield students at early 70, that just were successful, successful athletes, successful people. He had his finger on the pulse of the, all that success coach Chapman did and coach Cummins after Chapman stepped down I want to say in what was it the 73 or 74 season he took about a 10-year break you and uh, coach Chapman came back and uh, coached for a handful of years uh, as well
4: oh yeah yeah they end up Wayne got called into Miss seller's office and said I want you to be the basketball coach again and Wayne said I won't do it unless I have Jim Cummins with me awesome and so he called me and I said no Wayne I said you've You've forgotten more about basketball than I'll ever know. But he says, no, Jim, we're not going to do this. I'm not, I'll am not. i be your assistant coach, Wayne. He said, nope, we're going to be co-coaches. And that's the an honest, goodness, truth. He drove over to my house and convinced me. I was just, I wanted to be his assistant. And so, no, Wayne was a special person, awesome. a very special person. Awesome. And another one, and that was Dar Weiler was another yes. one in the basketball program. We coached together over 30 years nice. at Springfield.
0: Well, time has come and gone, and it's been fun. I'll uh, tell you with Thanksgiving week coming up, uh, Coach's Corner will not be on this next weekend. Our next broadcast will be December 3rd with a preview of the upcoming boys' basketball season with Jack McCauley and our five local basketball coaches uh, i also want to say thank you to doug coach fisher uh, and lori calling in today uh kurt and coach hudson and coach cummins riding over here with me this morning dave benson working the board apologize for that little outage but hey we're flexible as uh,
6: people and as athletes so we appreciate you spending the time with us and uh, enjoy the rest of your day